Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay. Welcome. So, yes. How you doing today? I'm sh- can you just make me jealous with how much better the weather is on your side of the world? Let's uh, just begin there. Sure, as a, gladly. As a We're fresh sitting off a... the BX10 man <laughs> in the rain gladly we're we're sitting we're sitting at, a, at an absolutely balmy 55 degrees out here uh, this week. no no more rain yeah uh yeah that's that's it sunny skies few right. clouds and i'm sure people are are complaining right they're probably losing their shit about how about how cold it is forgetting that you know i live in the north pole I, I I lose my shit about how cold it is here, but that's because in the mornings when I got to walk the dog at like you know six thirty. Yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah, that sounds pretty nippy. It was it was thirty five degrees this morning, and in in the in the right. be, before the sun rises, it is it it feels like thirty five degrees. <laughs> okay, all right, you get some you get some street cred there. Um, I was waiting for the BX10 in the rain, and I just missed it. And while I was missing it, I was like, should I make a run if I get hit by a car? At least I'll get paid more than I do currently now. And then <laughs> at least, and if I do make it, I'll get on the BX10. I don't need to wait in the cold rain again for this bus that I hate. The fact right. that it crossed, the fact that the MTA, if they care about said strap hangers, the fact that I even considered running through moving traffic to catch this bus <laughs> so i won't have to wait for the next one should be something that they care about i mean they, they already don't, don't care about adding like handicap ramps to subway stations no so they don't even they don't even care if people in wheelchairs get hit by shit. no they don't they're like it can't get worse can it and it's like fuck you mta um so I'm drinking, by the way. I made a, I made a really cool cocktail that I was thinking to cheer me up, on this, uh, on, on you know, on the road from Purgatory, on the BX10. Um, I it's, w- I it's, made... uh, we we can't see it. Uh, we we've oh, lost you, your you video already. Yeah. Oh, you lost my video. Oh, when I go to the other screen, it loses the video. Okay, so I'll do it here. So this, I tried to make like a like a float, like a spiked float so i did uh, milk i did milk i did with canoto soda which is a little bitter it's italian soda it's a little bitter but very good i added some vanilla ice cream and 
I added some uh, Galliano Stretto liqueur, which is has espresso in it, and I mixed it all together, and it's delicious. That sounds that sounds luscious. I uh, I have a beer that I forgot uh-huh. to get. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, and I wish we were sponsored by either of these things, but we're not. Yeah. So instead, I'm not today... sponsored by Coke Zero either, but I have plenty <laughs> of that lying around on my desk. Well, instead, today's show is sponsored by Asbestos. So... Oh, this will be a good one then. Great. <laughs> I thought about it because I couldn't go into one of the offices today for the longest time, for over a year, old office, because there was asbestos, it wasn't good conditions, and then finally I can go back inside and just everything is covered in plastic. And it's See, just, like, hilarious. That's that kind of that's that kind of thing where I'm like, okay. You know... First of all, I don't trust it. If you if you close if you close a, a room building zone mm-hmm. because of asbestos or radiation or yeah. fucking aliens or something, uh-huh. great. You won't catch me walking anywhere in there for as long as I know that that happened. Right. Doesn't but matter see... if you mark the area as safe, but but mm-hmm. but these motherfuckers did you even dirtier. Because they left the evidence of a problem behind. Yes. They left the plastic. So is the plastic All of it. sanitized? Who is knows? there asbestos powder on the plastic? Who knows? What, what, it, what does asbestos look like? I don't know. What does Do you asbestos know? look like? Maybe it's maybe it was my job to find out. Maybe they added that to my description. Too, <laughs> maybe, no you're, maybe you're the guinea pig. Yeah, I mean, and, and by the way, guess why I had to go to this land forsaken? Guess. Oh, I'm I'm sure it was for a very very. Because it wasn't reason. it wasn't a, it wasn't my first choice, of course. But guess. Uh, I'm 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 guessing it was for a meeting no one showed up to. It wasn't a meeting. I had I had to get I had to procure something. Guess what I had to procure that I couldn't <laughs> get that I couldn't have access to easily. Uh, I'll give you cards, a, a I'll give you a hint. It's something. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna give you. It's related to something te- technological. Okay. Okay. Not a laptop. But like something that could USB an accessory. Stick? An accessory. We're getting closer. It's only been around for decades. Only been around since I don't know, two thousand five, two thousand six. A DVD. <laughs> God, God forsake me if I need to go any motherfucking place. That had asbestos for a DVD. We, no, no, no. We, it was an Ethernet cable. A fucking Ethernet cable. Because the printers cannot connect to the Wi-Fi. Why? Don't know. Nobody told me. I just found that out one day when IT said, yeah, but yeah, they don't connect to the, Like, I should know this. Like, yeah, the wi- the, like, yeah, the wireless printers? Oh, no, no, no. Those don't connect to the Wi-Fi. No, why, why would they be wireless then? Yeah, See, why, now, why? see now, that is something why? that's been around since around 2004. <laughs> wireless, yes, wireless printers with the purpose of... Okay, so then I find out, all right, so I'm supposed to know this fine. So it needs a local connection. I need to actually get an Ethernet cable. First of all, they barely put enough Ethernet ports in the fucking room that and, and and then you have to oh, configure. Oh, I put this I in the chat. Well put the ports that. next. They had, then there has to be an outlet close by anyway. So there wasn't an Ethernet cable. I installed it in one uh, printer in one place using the cable, but I couldn't get. There wasn't any cables lying around in our two offices, you know, in our two closets. Uh-huh. So 
I had to go to the, you know, to the land of asbestos to salvage a cable, and I did so, and I came back. Yeah. So that was Jesus my journey. Christ. All right. So yeah, sponsored by asbestos. You are listening to the Bollop. <laughs> Whoa. The... I I think <laughs> when if or when the Bollop does not work out, that should be the podcast we do. Just a recap of your day. <laughs> It, it's going to end up being both. No, this, the bollop will work out. All right? The bollop, we, we, we need this. New York needs its own. New York needs it, yeah. Sure. Okay, so the bi-weekly, sometimes weekly, who knows. Pod, New York History Podcast, unofficially to the dollop, connected, unofficial, allegedly, allegedly. It's a homage. Where I, writer of the BX, Blasphemous X-10, experienced and incensed rider of the Metropolitan Triflin Authority and father of a wildcat in one bedroom apartment in said Bronx. Read a story of New York history to my cousin, my motherfucking friend Chris, who has never heard it before. Alright. Introduce yourself, one. sir. Yeah, I'm Chris and I have and I've got the good weather. <laughs> Chris with the good weather. Instead of like the, that expression Becky with the good hair. <laughs> motherfucker, motherfucker, everybody hate Becky with the good hair. So we hating Chris with the good weather right now. Fair, fair weather Chris. Standing like a bunch of bums with no even no even coverage for the bus stop. Just I mean you know, that like, is that's You're already it, yeah, fucked. Absolutely. Like you're already fucked. Just accept it is, fucked. It is funny. Why do you even I will need say, a cover? <laughs> I will say out here I mean even though oh god, that's good. One of those one of those just cut out. Uh, I will say out here, even though, you know, the weather is nicer 99% of the time, we did just have, we did just have a rainy spell for like two or three straight weeks. Oh, God forbid. And, uh, and none of the, like, everything is built as if that is impossible. Yeah. Everything's no, built I, as I, if I, there's I, no I, way that'll ever happen. Right, right. So we have, we have bus stops that are exact. I mean, they're just like the bus stops in New York where it's like, you know. Here's a little peg in the fucking ground. It says like, "Hey, this piece of shit will pick you up sometimes." But there's never—I don't even see covered bus stops anywhere besides city centers, and everyone there drives. Yeah, fucking the size of a cork in the screw drainage. Yeah. <laughs> All right, nineteen fifty-seven. Uh, Ross. What a what a year. Ross Celino Jr. We're getting born. back to the Italians this time. Ross Salino Jr. was born in Buffalo, New York. Born to Ross Salino Sr. was a successful attorney. Junior's father hung out, you know. Uh, more normal legal world. More. This was before uh, the industry blew up as it is today, as we'll get to later. 1950s Buffalo. Son of a Poor farmer, just trying to climb up the social ladder, support his family. Many jobs, box factory that's, laborer. That's yeah. senior? This is senior. Se okay. This is this is he who, uh, it, <laughs> I was going to say, he who in part birthed the junior, yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, he didn't really have much part in the birth, but anyway, you know what I mean. All right, so box factory laborer, bowling Bowling alley pin sticker. Now that's, you know, 
when they <laughs> I've always lamented that they automated that job away. Yeah. I mean, I, where's the union of the pin guy? Where's the where's where's the pin where's the center sticker union yeah, where's Sticker Boy Local 58? <laughs> the local local stickers. 501. <laughs> Waiter, income tax preparer, and he worked uh, in steel, which, no surprise, Buffalo, Rochester, you know, all of that upper upstate, upper west New York, big on steel, big part of, you know, the Rust Belt, as they say. And uh, worked on a big cold saw. I don't exactly know. I mean, I imagine it's a saw. I don't really know what the difference is between a cold saw and a regular saw. Uh, I, I couldn't tell you personally. Because they I both hurt. <laughs> they both hurt. It, it's going to hurt cold or hot. It's a fucking saw. Yeah. yeah yep. So I, I don't, yeah, I don't know how, especially if it's a machine, I would think it'd be hot, but whatever. So uh, it caused partial hearing loss. So this guy worked very hard to support his family, and his steel job was at night, help finance law school during the day. Mm-hmm. He launched a firm, a, the, the first Salino firm, with a local lawyer, and they took anything that came to the door, real estate, uh, criminal cases, trust, some, and some, and this will be the big phrase to come. Some personal injury. Always Whatever a good, paid the bills. Always a good time. For a, a growing brood of nine children. Nine children in working class Buffalo. So, so nine. This is, is it? <laughs> okay, so senior is one of nine. Senior has bur- has contributed is... nine children. No, he has. Oh, I see. He has wow. nine children. This is this is that this is that like we're not sure if medicine really works yet kind of stable, you know? Like we're just gonna we're just gonna <laughs> we're, yeah. we're just gonna keep churning them out in case like if four of them die we still have right kids. Right. It was, it was so funny. Steven said that the other day. It was hilarious. He was like, at that point, you know, it's it's all percentages. It's all statistics. You just it. gotta keep That's you it. gotta keep churning them out for the best. If you lose, if, I mean, it's I'm sure tragedy if you lose one, but then it's like, fucking, I do have eight other kids. The the fucking Jesus poor Christ. woman that had to go through all like back in the day before they had any science, all the births you, and then the loss and then the births again. Do you want to hear one of the worst things I've ever heard about this? Yes. You can probably have, not, but yes, yeah. Yes, you can have. <laughs> so many children right that if, if 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 you're a woman who gives birth enough times right yeah your teeth will start to suffer because all the calcium you're losing all the calcium right oh. in, in in your body for bone formation of Holy the child fuck. so you start losing your teeth after like you know the seventh or eighth kid, unless you you keep that calcium intake pretty high. That's wild. Isn't that yeah. isn't that the most fucking insane thing you've Child ever heard? Childbirth goes all the way up to your damn teeth. Holy <laughs> yeah. shit! You know, I, I do not envy. I do not still envy. won't pay child support. Insane. All right, so so Salino, so now Salino Jr. Part of this brood, part of this group of nine children. Salino Jr. interested when he was a young man. He was interested in football, active kid, smart kid, and then ultimately 
uh, after going to uh, Buffalo for undergrad, stayed in Buffalo and continued following his father's footsteps in the law. But All Buffalo right. wasn't exactly matching Salino Jr.'s high ambitions. All right. I, I could, I've heard some things about there. I could, I could believe that. <laughs> so uh, he worked DWI, and re- like his father, he was, he was doing different kinds of cases at first. DWI real estate um, in the early 80s, working about 80 hours a week for, is that true? 9,000, well, I'm thinking about inflation in the 80s. 9,000 a year? No, that still sounds low. Trying to think, what would that be now? In the eighties, nine thousand a year, and working eighty hours—that's wild. But I, I, but that's, you know what? Uh, it, it's also that, that sounds criminal. That sounds it's criminal. Also no, I don't. I don't know. I don't know about that. You got it. You got to remember, eighties is eighties is when the you know that's that's when the conservative that's that's when wages stagnated, right? So so they yeah. he might just be catching when that was possibly acceptable, but I doubt it. Well. He was so, so business clearly wasn't great, um, and he became intrigued by ads that attorneys were placing in the yellow pages. Uh, huge d- display. Oh, and the, for those that don't know what the fuck the yellow pages are, <laughs> so in the land before we had uh, internet or when we had dial-up internet, when we really wanted to find out something like whether a person existed and how to contact them mm-hmm. and um, uh, who was the local chiropractor, you know, who was the local veterinarian, uh, nutritionist, anything, including, yeah, you know, important services to like or, a or, or, or midwife or midwife, certainly. midwife, midwife, especially after the nurse. Going to keep that one written down on the near the phone. Right. Yeah, ninth one coming up. Got to call the midwife. Um, So these were, oh, yeah. And so all of these things were written down in like like size negative five font in these huge books that could probably commit a homicide. Uh, I remember my friends, friends, but I remember, I think I told you this story. I I knew people in 95 who threw phone books off a roof. I mean that is that is a surefire way to end someone's life. That is assault with a deadly weapon. Allegedly, 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 allegedly. It absolutely is. Uh, that was the first time I met. I really had my police encounter because I met, I met them not knowing the dumb shit they did, and me and Rudy met them, and then the cops showed up, and were like, uh, "We got some complaints about a bunch of Utes." on the roof throwing off uh, phone books and me and Rudy are like these dumb motherfuckers because the thing is you really thought I bet one of these dumb motherfuckers really did it too allegedly yeah. allegedly 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 but we don't well we didn't know we just got there so we told the cop and you know the cops I mean we might as well have said it doesn't matter right. we might as well have said it- we we supplied them with the, we might as well have said that when we said uh, we just got here five minutes ago they don't care anyway no, I'm surprised they didn't approach you with their guns drawn yeah, well, they 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 used the bullhorn about five feet away from us when they told us to get our hands up and get against the gate when just normal dialogue would have worked. So you Jesus know, Jesus fucking Christ. So you know, Sergeant that day he hadn't used the bullhorn for a while, so he was like, you know, I gotta dust off this motherfucker. 
yeah, yeah. Uh, let, 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 let me just let me just scare some twelve year olds real quick. Yeah, let's use it within absolute earshot and fucking make them go half deaf without using the cold saw. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so these displays were very were were they used to have huge ads in yellow pages as well. They would cover a lot of real estate. It was a big deal if you can get a big ad in the yellow pages. So mm-hmm. it says here. Yellow Pages full displays for the attorneys could cost about $100,000. So that's a lot, especially if he's making this little money. So Selena wanted to find out how effective this is and if it matters, if he should do this. He took a few lawyers out to lunch who made the ads and wanted to talk to them, just like lawyer to lawyer. But when he started asking questions, he really felt like they were saying it's not worth it. And Selena was thinking, you know what? They're saying that because it does work. So Selena said, I'm going to do the opposite. It encouraged him. Selena first bought a business card size ad and then a half page and then more. Nothing too big. But if the, but this was the thinking uh, from the article. The ads brought in just one $300,000 case, he reasoned. I don't know how we're jumping. This article jumped a bit because we're going from 9,000 a year to a 100,000. Dad must have some money. I'm sorry. Senior got some money in the bank. Well, I'm, I mean, yeah, definitely. He's, he's, this is, yeah, Buffalo. He might be the only lawyer in Buffalo in the 1950s. Who the fuck knows? 80s. <laughs> Uh, but but he said if if the ads just brought in one three hundred thousand dollar case, he reasoned that's a hundred thousand in attorney's fees. So he's thinking about how much it was worth and that he thinks it's worth it. And he became more aggressive and he he realized they did lie, his competitors. The ads worked and they just didn't want him to be a competitor. I see. So to a little side for part of this history is that legal ads are actually a relatively new thing. Uh, there was a long, t- uh, it, it, it was made, uh, one of the lawyers who made it famous, um, is someone that Selena would later meet with. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. But this was something that was due to some changes in the 60s and 70s, uh, meant to give people more access to legal process, right to counsel. Uh, expanding class actions, that led to more actual advertising of legal practices. Prior to that, it actually wasn't common, and it was also like um, frowned upon for lawyers to advertise, which in the world we live in today seems insane. So far away, yeah. Yeah, so in 1977, the Supreme Court heard the case about a legal clinic that specialized in low-cost legal help, and the lawyers advertised, and there was a suit brought against them. I don't know right now from whom, but the court agreed that on First Amendment grounds, they should still be able to advertise. I don't know why that would be any other outcome. Uh, but a Stanford Law professor, Nora Engstrom, says, no one thought at the time, this is going to sound funny, no one thought 
attorney advertising would be used even then by personal injury lawyers, which is like the first thing we think about now. <laughs> yeah, they really uh, kind of missed the mark, kind of opened the floodgates on that one. That's uh, you, I, I, this is one of those times where I wish, you know, we got <laughs> the classic tweet is like, imagine showing this to an 18th century child. <laughs> imagine, imagine showing today's advertising to those, these motherfuckers <laughs> who thought there was no way. Yeah, now we got commercials that, that on its own volition turned the volume up to nine thousand on my fucking OLED. Um, my least, my least favorite, my least favorite. <laughs> right after Bloomingdale Chrysler it. Jeep. Uh, so one of the lawyers that made this famous that uh, would later meet was Morris Bart, who spends upwards of twenty-five million a year, and he started in the '90s to really make what we consider now as the standard practice, the usual practice for legal advertising. Uh, this New Orleans lawyer, Morris Bard, he kind of pioneered what we think of when we think of advertising in the 90s. So just some background. So back to Salino. So he's putting out these ads and now he starts working with his father. And his father is going to retire in the early 90s. So Salino and his father's partners are think Salino Sr. And his father's partners are eager to find some young person to help replace. So Salino's already going to be there. Junior's going to be there. But they need someone mm. else. Mm -hmm. And a local lawyer named Richard Barnes reached out with a suggestion. How about his younger brother, Steve? And now it begins. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> So Barnes is uh, only a year younger than Salino, um, even though they kind of looked old, kind of look reverse uh, when you see them. Uh, Steve, <laughs> the article says this. It's funny. Steve Barnes, this is a quote from the article. Steve Barnes was the kind of guy who finished law school, then signed up for the Marines. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I'm just prefacing all this. For you with just to just with to make him. the drill instructor afraid of him or what? Exactly. Um, so he served as a military lawyer, but then briefly saw action in the Gulf War in a tank battalion. So this man, this man doesn't just wanna; he wants to be in the thick of it. It's not just like he wants to be a jag, you know. He wants to be in it. That's interesting. You do you think he signed up for service with the with the intention of getting himself into combat? Well. This quote may answer your question. <laughs> Let's hear it. So regarding this, Barnes says his decision to enlist was, quote, a primal compulsion, almost analogous to a woman's desire to give birth. And a primal compulsion to join the Marines and go fight in the Gulf War. Almost analogous to a woman's desire to give birth, because all women want to give birth, right? That's that's, <laughs> that's what we live in. That's the world we live in. Every woman's like, I can't wait. I can't fucking wait to hold this shit in for nine months and gonna, push that shit out. Dilating. Dilating centimeters, centimeters for this volleyball-sized motherfucker to come out. Yes. So he's so he's Steve. he's like, man, I gotta I gotta get my ass to the Gulf. 
I can't wait. I can't wait to fire an assault rifle at locals who deserve a lot better than this. And that's after three years of law school. I'm just saying, like, this man yeah, there, really is, yeah. he's Aaron. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't need saying, but there's, there's something fucking wrong with people. But anyway, yeah, okay. All right. And he adds to this. This is like you know, what we did. Yeah, go ahead. No, just, no, no, go I ahead. Just I just can't get out. You know, I, I'm always, uh, I think one of the, I think one of the turning points, like one of the most profound moments of my life was when I had to go take the SATs mm-hmm. and because I'm a, because I'm a dumbass and I signed up for them really late, I could only go take them at a school really far away. Right. Yeah. So I signed up for the SATs really late and I can't drive a car yet. And my, my mom has to drive me to the school really far away. She's all fucking pissed off and I'm pissed off. And not, like, I'm, I'm just all like, and fuck this. Like, I don't even want to do this. I didn't want to take this fucking test. And then I got to that school and they had a cabinet at the front. I've never seen anything like this before. Cause I went to, I went to, you know, little, little suburbia, you yeah. know, rich white boy high school. And uh, and they had a, a cabinet at the front of the school, and it was uh, it was a cabinet filled with portraits of kids that graduated high school and went straight to the Marines or Army, and then probably died, like portraits of kids who had, right. had died in right. service. And it was like, I need to go take this SAT. You know, like like it was <laughs> like like it was like this is this is the only opportunity these motherfuckers had right? right that is when you joined the military like then i got it because i didn't get it until then i was like man I, I don't i don't think i could ever i don't think i right. could ever do that but it's like yeah no this is when this is this is when you join you know you don't do it because you want to squeeze triggers at people right, right? you do it because it's like if i don't do this i'm never getting out of this fucking town right uh-huh Right, exactly. So, for, and, so for this guy, how, for yeah. this guy to get three years of of law, I mean, dirt for the '80s, no less. Law school, graduating law school in the '80s, that that was lawyer central in the '80s. Everybody wanted to be a fucking lawyer, and right? it was you, less you couldn't frequent. get enough of them. But even if that's the case, it was less frequent. There, there were just there were fewer law schools. There were fewer graduates. Now there's it's it's an even more it was even more desired profession. So, I mean. He knew he could make money, but he's like, I'd rather make war. But it, but instead of that, he was like, I need I need to grab a fucking gun and go somewhere where the laws no longer apply. Yeah, I mean, like you said, he is doing for fun what other people did out of necessity. Yes, yes. And that that man, that shit scares me. Like I I got I've got a I've got a a manager uh, at work. And I, I absolutely love this guy. Like he's probably, mm-hmm. he's probably the greatest manager I've ever had. And he spent a couple of years. He, I think he went straight to the Marines after Marines. I think so. Uh, after, uh, after high school, I think he tried college and but he was like, I can't, I, you know, college no. And, uh, and he went, you know, learned how to be like a, I think radar operator or something. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, okay. He learned. How, he he went. He learned how to do a thing. You know, he he saw some opportunity in it. It's just, it's just that there's a very, there's a very stark different. You know, look. 
I'm always going to, if people ask me for guidance on these things, I always want to steer them away from the possibility of having to kill people for yeah. opportunity or money. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. but there's a really stark difference between seeing, seeing the military as an opportunity and joining the military for, I believe, what's scientifically called giggles, right? <laughs> no, 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 sir. It's it's called primal compulsion. Primal compulsion. <laughs> the, the serial killer urge to to destroy lives. All right. So anyway, sorry, we spent enough time on this. It just it freaks me out whenever people say shit. I, like that. I know. So, I, so then he adds to this. This is like remember when we were doing uh, Hold Your Fire, the Brooklyn standoff, and like it was yeah. really bad, and they were like, no, 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 wait, there's more. I want to add on to this. I know I already said like. They don't even maybe they don't even know what they really said. Okay, so he's already primal compulsion, analogous to a woman's desire to give birth. He adds, maybe that's one of the reasons that man has been involved in so many wars over so many millennia, because of this innate desire on the part of men to fight each other and kind of have that experience in their lives. So, like you said, you know, he, he he's he's speaking to something far above. Uh far above what he understands here. But also, I think most wars have been caused by one really rich guy <laughs> telling the telling the poors to go hit each other, you know? <laughs> like like it really like yeah. If you if you gave yeah, exactly. me the option, you know? Like if you were like, "Hey, Chris, do you want to like just go, I don't know, show up in the desert?" be amongst a lot of people who really don't like what you're doing to their country and, you know, maybe get shot at. No, <laughs> just like, if I have the option, no. Right. You're not in touch with your primal. Compulsions. I guess I'm not, I guess I, I you know, I must not, I, uh, you're not a, I'm not a, I'm not a real primate. I, I must not be a real man. I guess you're not I a also, compulsive primate. One, one thing I got to point out though is, is very interesting. <laughs> It's just very interesting that he brought up a woman's compulsion to have a child and not yes. the experience that you would assume he would have a compulsion for, which would be, you know, to breed and have that child. To, to breed. That, I mean, it's not the a one, the, great the thing to hear, but it, yeah, right. To, right. <laughs> the compulsion to, I don't know, use what he's got. Why is he worried about what the other sex can you Pass the do? seed. But it's interesting. But, but it's, it's also amazing. There. By the way, it's amazing because he is completely leaving out this equation. <laughs> the women who go to war and give birth. No, I'm oh sure. I'm sure, I'm sure that I'm sure he didn't even know that happened until. He uh, yeah, he didn't put he didn't put those two together. No. Um, that's a whole yeah. That, um, so. <laughs> So it, he trains, he told the Buffalo News once, oh no, his, so his brother about Steve told the Buffalo News once, he trains to make himself physically fit to the extreme. How else are you going to be a compulsive primate without one? Right. Uh, he will hike 50 miles from Buffalo to Ellicottville. I don't know where that is, but whatever. With a 60 pound weight strapped to his back and he's done it many times. Oh, so right. he's just he's just putting shit in his well, life right. that's like angry and gritty like he's just throwing it on himself like where some people just like can't wait to thrive and be in a good place in their life he's like no more pain must 
I mean, I, I, I like, I like this. I like this. I like this workout side of him. I just, I just want to, I just want to contain this. I want to contain this drive purely to hiking and working out. You know, there's nothing wrong with hiking. And there's nothing I'm saying, I'm just saying that if we could, if we could, if we could harness and focus his resolve away from killing people and purely into personal development, we could have a real winner on our hands here. It's true. I mean, yeah. If he did that, you know, not to go to war, but, you know, to, I don't know, did it for 50 miles to cut bill for poverty, 60 pounds representing, I don't know, the amount of food we can give each person that we're I also, them, so. yeah, yeah, Who knows? yeah. There's, yeah, there's like, yeah, there's like yeah. lots of ways this could have gone, but, you uh, know, we, uh, we would rather wake up and get shot in a desert, so can't do that. I also got to tell you, um, I, I, I'm looking at Ellicottville, uh, Ellicottville uh, mm-hmm. and uh, on a map, and I believe well, it. it. I did. It was very easy to find. It, it is. No, no, it no. is exactly 51 miles due due south, basically okay. of uh, all right of uh, of Buffalo, and it, and it has six businesses. All right. So now, so I don't set. know. I, I, I just there's just a lot of there's a lot of towns of similar size in the area. I don't know why. I, I can't for the life of me figure out why he would want to do. Anyway, the Google uh, the Google estimate on that walking distance under under normal circumstances is about sixteen and a half hours. Just thought you should know. And that's without the sixty pound weight. That's without a sixty pound weight, obviously. Right, and without being primal. So. <laughs> yeah, well, with with. You know, with the stats pushed onto primal, uh, yeah, you've got a yeah. plus five in primal. That's going to take you right, all right. about like thirteen right. hours because you're an alpha male. So yeah, um, yeah. So, I mean, he. I guess he wants to be number seven. If there's six there, he's like incoming number seven. The ball <laughs> is approaching. Um. So Steve was working at a large corporate defense firm in between, uh, I guess, military, uh, and you know, doomsday training and um, yeah, yeah, all those things and still being a lawyer, working at corporate defense office. Uh, and Salino approaches him uh, about joining. As Right now, Salino's firm uh, isn't huge, but he's trying to sell him on this big idea. He's talking about the, um, the advertising and his idea and that he wants to grow. And he said that, you know, Selena remembers Barnes calling. So this is like the day after. Barnes called and said, did you make a decision? Like that would be like me calling the person that interviewed me the day after and being like, so what's up? You know, like, like yeah, it, yeah. instead of waiting for it. But Selena loved the raw aggression, he said. Of course. Or at least, or at least that's, the, that's the interpretation. He loved the raw aggression. So that should work for us then, right? I'm sure raw aggression works in our industries too, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, he says this has got to be the right guy. So that's what did it. That so nothing tough. I, I I I must um, hire this sexual harassment case waiting to happen. Um, <laughs> I, I must hire this this walking harassment case. Okay. <laughs> so they met each other. Yeah, so Selena's right taking. Fresh off taking over. And, and Barnes, they meet each other, and Barnes just like immediately slaps his ass. <laughs> Good job. Good, good job. Here I am. Let's get him. <laughs> so, 
it said that while later on he would selena would have this image of like the more family i guess wholesome person early on it says selena was out there all aggro too he said he had a list of all the people that owed his father money and his father's for money and he went after them and when i read this i was like is this man like is he also in the mob because <laughs> it's like he got a list of all the people, all his father, his father's money, and he went after them. It also sounds like the, um, I mean, to, the, tra- in, the trailer what, to Munich. In what? In what? In what way? I mean, did he? Did he? Is he? Is he just suing them well, because they're late on payments, or is he going after them the way Steve Barnes is out here, you know, swinging his dick around? And... Well, that's the thing. I think he's physically going out there and getting them, because this person said. I had a case, this this other lawyer is saying, I had a case involving a poor guy on the east side of Buffalo that claimed this lawyer was after him to pay water bills and uh, past rent and past water bills. And it's like the way it's described, it, it looks like he's actually, go, it's not just phone calls. He's coming to his door. At least that's the way it's, it's shown. It looks like it's happening here. And uh, he said, he was matter of fact, and he didn't. It didn't matter how poor this guy is; he needs his money back. He needs a father. He's getting his father's money. I, I believe. I believe in uh, in lawyering terms, this is called blood from a stone. <laughs> All right, yeah, really? Yeah, I, I, I think oh. I think it's gen, you know like like the 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 legal advice that I see people, you know, lawyers on Twitter saying is like. No, I mean you don't. You don't try for you don't try for a judgment of uh, a uh, uh, payment where a person obviously wouldn't be able to pay you back because that's a waste of your own money. Yeah. Right. Because then you need to pay right. me, and we're not getting that money from that guy. So, what are you doing? Right. You're just wasting everybody's time. Blood from a that's way better than what it sounds. Because blood from a stone sounds like an oath keepers adjacent group. Well, no, it's a common it's a common phrase. Okay. It's like it's like like now getting blood from a stone. It's impossible. It's impossible. All right. Well, that's an interesting. There's a lot of things that are impossible, but I. It sounds it sounds pretty fucking biblical. I know, but and, that and, you know that probably yeah. that comes from you know probably an age of fucking alchemy or some shit. Yeah, so yeah. All right. So Barnes is on. Selino's on, and the partnership has begun. The old guard leaves, and the pair made a critical decision. From now on, it would be injury law, all the time, twenty four seven. 365. They would take cases on contingency. That means the client paid no money up front and the attorneys kept a third of whatever was won minus costs. But injury clients uh, aren't usually repeat customers unless they keep getting fucked up. Um, so to grow, Worldwide. they needed lots yeah. of cases. Um, so I can continue now. I wasn't sure what your status is. Yeah, let's let's leave it there for part two. All right. All right, we will be back for those who hear the combined ballop. This is just yeah, your blip on the ballop. I'm, I'm excited to I'm excited to hear about how they how they how a guy as aggressive as as Barnes grows a grows a business that needs a lot of personal injury cases in uh, prehistoric Buffalo, New York, the eighties. Well, Buffalo is only the beginning. It's gonna. It's like how. It's like Howard Dean. That Howard Dean clip. And we'll go to Georgia. And we'll go to Tennessee. And we'll go to. Well, the fuck is gonna expand. All right. Oh God. The injury shall expand.
Yeah, hopefully that's the only thing on, on Barnes that expands. <laughs> All right. Uh, All right, I'll see everybody for Barnes, baby. All right. <laughs> Barnes time. Okay. Yeah, I'll see you. See you next time.